This podcast was created to educate listeners on the experiences of diverse individuals. However, all opinions expressed by the host or guests do not reflect the overall standing of Tarleton Radio or Tarleton State University. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Making Space a Diversity Dialogue. I'm your host, Cole. And this is a bi-weekly podcast where together we'll have questions answered about socially sensitive topics while learning how to create lasting relationships with diverse people. This episode is a part two in a two-part series on learning disabilities and accessible education. Uh, in the last episode, we had a discussion with Jerrica Hobson, the coordinator with Disability Resources and Testing at Tarleton State University. And she was able to really give us an insight into the administration side of disability resources. If you haven't already, I do recommend going back and listening to that one. But this episode, we'll be talking to a student who has personal experience with her own learning disability, Gabriela Cortez. And she is currently a communication studies major in her senior year at Tarleton State. Thank you for coming on, Gabby. Thank you for having me. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, my name is Gabby. <laughs> I also go by Gabby <laughs> instead of Gabriella. Um, but yeah, I am, like I said, a senior communications major. Um, I've had a learning disability ever since I was a young kid, as far as I can really remember. Okay. Um, I remember always being pulled out of classes to go do a bunch of testing. Um, I have dyslexia, so that's what I like kind of deal with Mm -hmm. um at first it was really a big struggle but I definitely learned to adapt and um just work through it was the easiest way I guess to get through went through a lot of like um tutorings on Saturdays a lot of kids were hanging out with their friends I was having to go to a tutoring on Saturdays yeah it was a lot but it ended up working out in the long run and it really helped me in college and I learned like a lot of essential things when I was younger yeah Um, a lot that a lot of students don't learn until they come to college so that really helped me in the long run yeah well we'll get more into exactly what those specifics are in, in just a little bit I did want to visit vocabulary just for a second um, because, uh, again, this is a two-part series, so we did go over it in the first part, but I wanted to go over it one more time. Uh, learning disabilities in general are just going to be a, um, a disorder and one or more basic psychological processes that may manifest itself in the imperfect ability in certain areas of learning, such as reading, writing, experience writing expression and math or mathematics so what that all kind of means is that you guys just kind of learn a different way yeah um not doesn't necessarily follow the follow the the structure of a normal classroom setting or um normal reading or anything like that you just need a little bit of help in certain areas um some examples are like you said um Dyslexia. I really can't say that word. Dyslexia? Yes. Dyslexia. 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 Yes. Um, Dyscalculia. um, Auditory processing disorder is part of that as well. Some related kind of learning disabilities are autism spectrum disorder and ADHD. The second vocabulary term we're going to go over are accommodations. So those are going to be the things that help you along um, with your learning disability. Uh, Gabby, you can kind of explain this a little bit too. What, how, how would you explain accommodations? Um, accommodations are there just to help you 
while you're learning, um, whether that's like during testing or just things like that. Um, it's just kind of it's kind of an extra boost of confidence in a way, really um, being mm-hmm. able to go to your own room and have your own space and stuff like that. So I guess I would say accommodations are just like an extra boost of help. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jerrica, now that I'm thinking about it, Jerrica described it as a way to overcome barriers in learning um, when you have a disability like that. And I know I've mentioned Jerrica Hobson um, in my intro here, but if you guys are interested or need any help at Tarleton, I will include her information in the description for you guys. I think we're going to go ahead and start off the questions. And you kind of answered this earlier about about when you initially found out about your learning disabilities. Can you explain a little more in detail when you first found out that you had a learning disability or, or how that even came about, like how that testing happened? Yeah, so I was in, I want to say first or second grade. Um, I remember I was struggling. I was really behind on like reading and stuff. Like I just could not, I couldn't sit there and focus on it. And I like couldn't read out loud. Like that was like the biggest thing for me, having mm-hmm. to read something out loud. Even to this day, I still struggle with it. Um, so I remember them having to have us read out loud and I couldn't. And so the teachers, um, end up I guess later on I found out about all this but they called my parents and they're like we think she's dyslexic like um are either of you dyslexic and so apparently it's like a trait that can be carried down um so my dad's dyslexic like really really bad like it's so bad and mm-hmm. um, like he can't spell or anything like that I was always giving him a hard time about that yeah. um so I got it from him and then my mom was like yeah her father is so um they're like okay we would like to run some tests so they had of course get parent approval so um next thing I remember I remember going into like this classroom like special classroom and um during a period of the day I would do testing whether that was putting blocks together um it was almost like an IQ test IQ Mm. test um because they if you're above like a certain number like you're normally the smarter you are the more chances you have dyslexia which is very interesting that is really interesting so So the higher iq essentially i have like a ridiculously high iq score i didn't know that till college but i found that out later in life and so they're like yeah we think she is and so um they started giving me like colored sheets to read with that was just kind of like testing the water so like does this help you um then i got the special dyslexic alphabet and then Mm. um from there it just i got better and then they we got to math and i was like oh god math is my worst nightmare (laughs) like i was terrible with numbers i mixed numbers around all the time sixes and nines were my like worst enemies and especially the alphabet was really hard too but once i got mentioned before the alphabet what was there a difference between what you learned as far as the alphabet goes than what is regularly taught in the classroom so no i didn't learn anything different um it's just a different font it's an easier oh. font that helps with people that have dyslexia because letters will move around sometimes. When mm-hmm. I was younger, it used to be worse, but I've gotten better. Um, there's a special font for dyslexic students they can use, um, and it helps like not have the letters move around or letters not flip on you because um, okay. I would flip letters really bad. Um, so they would have that, and then the colored sheets. So color sheets were there to help you with the moving around as well. So um, oh, they started out with those, and I all my work was different. It would look... Um, like normal, like, you know, aerial font people had, I had the dyslexia font. Mm-hmm. So I could read it. I didn't struggle with it as much. Um, I still struggled a little bit, but it was just, of course, I had to get adapt to it and things right. like that. So, yeah, wow. that was just some of the few, like, touching my feet in the water. And mm-hmm. then once I got older, um, I realized I was dyslexic, like, in fifth grade. Um, I would get pulled out for tests. Um, I'd go get my test read to me. 
um, so oh, I could I under comprehend it because I understood everything. I was, you know, I didn't struggle in school or anything like that. Um, the hardest part was I couldn't comprehend when I read something. I could read something 50 times and not understand. Mm -hmm. But if someone sat next to me and read it, I'd be like, oh, yeah, it's this. You know, that's the answer. Um, so that was kind of the biggest problem. Um, and that's when tutoring kind of came into effect. Um, my parents realized like, oh, she's going to have to take like ACTs and SATs and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I started going to tutoring every Saturday. So kids got to do whatever they want. Then I went to, you know, tutoring on yeah. Saturdays um, pretty much all day. So. so did you have to retest for this um, throughout your entire like school process? Or <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if it gets better at all. You said maybe a little bit. Yeah, but. Um, I re retest quite frequently because students can grow out of it. Um, mm -hmm. Unfortunately, I did not, but um, I did retest like, I think it was like every other year I'd retest, if not every year. So, so administration kind of played a big part in even getting you diagnosed in the first Absolutely. place. Absolutely. They were the ones that detected it, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, they saw, you know, issues or certain things. They're like, yeah, we need to test her. Um, there was other students in my class that were struggling as well. So all of us were in a special class period together where it was like almost like a dyslexic class. Oh, wow. And we went over the stuff extra hard. So it was just there to help. Um, I was really fortunate. I went to a really small school. Um, so it was really helpful. Um, and then I think in third, fourth grade, I had a really bad experience um, oh, with our dyslexia teacher. She was so mean. Um, she was used to call us dumb, like would put us down. It was well, the that, worst. That's not where you should put us. Oh, it was like so bad. Bad. And I remember, I remember always coming home and being so frustrated to my parents. And so, you know, they figured out something, and that's when I started going into tutoring. So, yeah, it was. So you completely step away from stepped away from that kind of program. Um, I wasn't allowed to with the school. Like I wasn't oh, allowed yeah, to step away from sense. it. But I just ignored her, and I was kind of like, I'm gonna do what I want. <laughs> I was a sassy little kid. <laughs> I I can imagine. <laughs> I I do. That that's hard when the the teachers that are supposed to be helping you don't seem to really want to help you at all. Yeah, and it was super frustrating because she was a disability teacher, so she, anybody that had any sort of disability had to be in that, like, mm -hmm. section or hour or whatever it was, um, and she used to be so mean to kids. Like, she would call people dumb and stupid, and I'm like, you know, she used to say the R word, you mm -hmm. know, to people that, you know, you don't need to be saying that because, first off, we have terrible confidence when it comes to schoolwork. When I was younger, sure. I used to be so, I was not comfortable, I wasn't confident at all, so having a older person that was supposed to be helping me telling me that you know you're not you're so dumb you're never going to get this like this is pointless you take that on as yeah. your self-identity absolutely and so I feel like that even put a stump in the road whenever I was trying to learn and get better and then mm -hmm. um, of course I went to tutoring and it got way better after that so um, I started being there my parents were like well just be you know don't be mean but just sit there and listen and nod your head and smile so I was I used to be so sassy to her and I was like <laughs> uh, you can only imagine but yeah so well, at least you, you found that tutoring or your parents found that tutoring to kind yeah. of help you out. Yeah. More. So you mentioned the font, the special font that you used. Are there any other accommodations that helped you besides just going to that special hour during that time frame? Yeah. So some of the accommodations, of course, were I got my test read to me. Um, I had the special font, the colored pages. Um, also, I would be in a different room and I tested so I would okay. be it would just be one-on-one -on -one. normally we'd sit in the hallway because I was mm -hmm. just the easiest um but in college my accommodations are way different now than they were there so I get like notes in advance um I go test in the testing center mm -hmm. um I'm in a quiet room you know like there's like it's like a box so right. I, I sit and so I'm not having to um be distracted because if a pin drops I'm like mm, squirrel like what's <laughs> happening yeah um so 
that and then notes early and stuff like that. So that's kind of the accommodations I have now. But Okay. So I had a question about how how is your college experience with your disability different than when you were a kid, when you were in elementary school, middle school, high school? Um, so from high school to college, I remember um, like my teachers were like, you know, they're not going to help you as much. They're not going to be as accommodating. So you need to get used to, you know, doing everything on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had that mindset coming into college, like I'm going to have to do everything on my own, which, yes, I do have to do a little bit on my own. But um, professors are so helpful. So it kind of surprised me um, how helpful professors were. So they were like, oh, like whatever you need, like just email us and we'll get and take care of um, things like that. Um, but the persona like the high school teachers had put on professors were like oh they're so hard they're not gonna they don't have the time of day to care about you and which Mm -hmm. isn't the case and that may be at some universities but um at Tarleton it's definitely not like that which is really awesome um I remember this summer coming into my freshman year of college I had to come up and talk to the director I don't think it was Jerick at the time I think it was a different lady Mm -hmm. um but I had to talk to her I had to have a one-on-one meeting you know my mom couldn't be there it was like one of my first like okay (laughs) I'm gonna be an adult um so that was the one thing they that was kind of scary but um I had to tell them what I wanted I had to come in with all my paperwork and things like that so um coming to college I had to know what I need like I need you know notes they kind of gave me an idea before coming so I can get a you know get some thoughts mm-hmm. together um so that was really nice and then they give you a letter and then you just give to your professor so so you kind of had an idea of what you needed beforehand yeah uh I'm a very prepared, I like to think prepared person. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, I've researched all over Google. I was like, what do college students need? Because I didn't know if it was different or, you know, mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be a class of 400 people every class, not, you sure. know, not small classes like I was in high school. Um, so definitely was like, oh, I need to be in a testing center. So got all that. And then um, I actually have a scholarship a scholarship it's more of a grant I would say um through the state of Texas so I had to do a bunch of testing and so I have almost like a mentor really okay. um and he calls me like once a month or so and they pretty much pay for majority of my school um but they help me with whatever I need so whether that's if I need help um at the beginning of the year uh, my freshman year they gave me the smart pen they bought me a smart pen oh, wow, um so that's nice. um it I can write my notes but it puts it on a digital form as well so okay. stuff like that um they helped out with so it was nice to have that kind of mentor mm-hmm. um plus if I ever needed anything I could always run up to the disabilities office and they were there to help so how did you find out about that grant I found it through my counselor so they had been okay. telling me about it they're like you need to fill it out like you have to do it like it's you were going to get most of your school paid for. Um, so I was like, okay. So I did it, and I did, like, three months' worth of testing. Okay. I was going, like, in every week and doing a bunch of testing. And I remember being so annoying because I was like, this is my last summer. Like, I just want to have fun. Right. Um, but I, I mean, that's – Yeah. So yeah. I was like, oh, I was kind of frustrated. But in the long run, it works out because now I'm not in, like, a crazy amount of debt or anything like that. Um, so it's really cool. Um, so always try to look for those grants and those opportunities, yeah. especially – if you're someone with a learning disabilities or disabilities in general. Yeah, it's it's called the, um, oh, DARS. I think it's what it's called, DARS. DARS, okay. Yeah, Texas Workforce Solution is who has uh, it. Listeners, I'll try to find that and uh, try to link it in the description for you guys or at least uh, somewhere that can lead to other grants for you. Yeah. So you mentioned before that instructors or, or professors have been pretty receptive. Have you had any, like, 
So have you had an overall positive experience? Have there been negative experiences with professors trying to get your accommodations? Yeah, I've had um, I've had really good experiences. I have had a few that were kind of like, ooh, like kind of bumpy. They were like at first they were kind of hesitant towards it. Um, they were like, like, it's just an extra step for them. They mm-hmm. have to, you know, they have to email the testing center. They have to make sure they have all their stuff done because if not, they can get in serious trouble with the school. So some of them just kind of give you like a frustrated look when you give it, but it's like, I mean, your job, like you have right. to do it no matter what. So um, that's kind of been the negative experience. But other than that, it's pretty been pretty positive for the most part. That's good. That's good. How has uh, speaking to your college experience um, from before as well as the past year, how did COVID and switching to online classes most of the time affect you? And and did you get help in those areas with your accommodations at the same time? Um, So it killed me. It was so hard um, because having to sit there and focus on Zoom whenever my dog is running around or Mm. there were so many distractions being at home and I just I I struggled big time. And so um, I dropped a lot of my classes. I was like, I cannot do this. Like, I cannot Mm -hmm. sit in class online. Like, it it was so hard for me personally. Um, And I know some of my friends who are also dyslexic, they also struggled big time with it. So I kind of avoid online classes for that reason because I just I can't keep up with it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so hard. Um, So I really did struggle. But professors were as helping as possible. Um, I also get extended time. That's another accommodation. I remembered it. So I get extended time. Um, It was helpful, but professors most of the time forgot to add it on. So I'd have to take it in the normal time anyways. Mm. Um, Even if I did email them the day before, it just was really hard. And there was a lot of technical problems. And um, so I didn't receive a lot of my accommodations, um, which kind of stinked. But um, for the most part, it it wasn't bad, but it was was rough. It was not the easiest for sure. So getting back to a normal... uh at quote-unquote a normal type of school schooling and education is going to be really good oh yeah um last semester was pretty much my most normal Mm -hmm. I've had um it was a hybrid and I went to every single class I was like yeah I'm not gonna sit at home I can't like I'm not gonna pay attention I'm not gonna take notes um so yeah being and you were able to go to the testing center again yeah all that opened back up which was so nice so being a student in your in your senior year you kind of have an idea of how it goes. Um, of course, you've also worked with Tarleton's Welcome Center, so you know how to uh, really get involved with prospective students. What kind of advice would you give prospective students with learning disabilities when coming to Tarleton or coming to college in general? Um, my biggest advice I'd be is to don't be afraid to ask anything. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, there are people here and people always say that they're like oh you know don't be afraid to ask like genuinely don't be afraid um it may seem scary because you're having to ask these people that are way older than you're like I need help um mm-hmm. but they're always there um and that was probably my biggest piece of advice someone gave to me and I was like you know what I'm gonna run with this I'm not really a shy person so I'll just ask for whatever I need um and being able to make friends that also have the same disability as you um is a big I would say key factor um they understand your struggle so you can really bounce off of each other and just help each other out so where <laughs> uh, i don't mean to s- sound um insensitive or anything but where do you find other people so 
to be friends with. The first day of class, um, at the end of the class, a professor will be like, if you have any accommodation notes, you can bring it at the stand up and bring it up. So you'll see the people with a piece of paper mm. and you make you make friends with those people. You're like, <laughs> I want to be friends with you. Um, so you just talk to them and chat with them. And they're okay. like, oh, like, do you have dyslexia too? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, you want to be friends and study together? We'll probably help each other out. And so it always works out. Um, so normally at That's the great. end of class, like I like stayed up there and I'm like, who got papers? Because they all look the same. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, you have papers? Have you ever been in a class that haven't had anyone but you that no. needed accommodations? Really? No. There's so many people. Wow. You'd be really surprised. I, I truly am. I know uh, Jerrica in the previous episode mentioned a number and it was honestly a lot more than I thought. Yeah. It's a lot. And the another key thing is like, I have to use these accommodations. Like I got them like and I got to use them. Mm-hmm. Some people don't use them. They'll, they'll have them, but they won't use them. They're mm-hmm. too scared to use them. So don't be afraid to, to take the help. Yeah. It's not putting you above anyone else. It's it's breaking those barriers down for you. Absolutely. So one of my final questions is, how do you think Tarleton could improve for disabled students? Oh, this is a good question. Mm. <laughs> Maybe having seminars. Seminars? Like uh, dis- disability seminars? Yeah. Like maybe seminars or some sort of mentor like a student mentor would be like a mentor program that would be really cool um i think that'd be something that'd be cool to implement um having a student that is maybe a senior pair up with someone that's a freshman that's also like the same disability so like i would mentor like someone that's just like saying be like it's okay um because i was kind of panicky at first like it just really stressed me out coming to college so maybe something like that would be really cool um where they could talk to them because yeah we have adults here and you know they're here to like take care of us not take Mm -hmm. care of us but help us out whatever we need but sometimes having someone who's a little closer to age and that's a little bit more relevant to Mm -hmm. your life and can understand you a little bit better would be easier um to talk to and open up to and be like hey i'm really struggling like can you help me maybe something like that would be be interesting really amazing that's a good idea we might have to bring that up to jericho when uh, uh, i might email her about it or you can email her about it just maybe it's a it's a program where you can opt into it yeah if you're a disabled student yeah great that'd be really cool yeah all right are there any other kind of topics we didn't cover about learning disabilities or about your personal experiences that you might want to share not that i can think of okay all right folks there are plenty more topics to go over and of course there's plenty of material out out there about these topics and specifically about learning disabilities if there was any questions that we didn't get answered for you try looking at the description i am including a bunch of links for you there hopefully about the dars grant or scholarship as well as the disabilities resources and testing center at tarleton state i'll have that in the description as well and some other stuff. If you don't find your answers in all of that, you can always message us at the Planet 100.7, the radio station we're based out of on Facebook, Instagram, and or Twitter. That's where you can get updates on the show as well. Be sure to check back every other Tuesday for new episodes at 5 p.m. is when they they come out. Thank you for coming on, Gabby. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Uh, All right, listeners, until next time, folks. Be safe out there and take care. This has been a Tarleton Radio Network podcast with production from me, Taylor Welch, and me, Brianna Blanks. Find more great shows by searching Tarleton Radio Network wherever you get your podcasts.